Hi, I'm Dale Hart Jr. I'm going to be the host. What? No. What the hell happened here? Mike, you don't suck. I know, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's Mike Davis. Join us each Monday on the Dale Jr. Download Podcast right here on Dirty Mo' Radio. Oh, hot dog. This is wonderful. This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. Stop. Hammer time. I'm kind of saddened. Can we call in next week? Welcome to another episode of Junior Motorsports Upfront, presented by K1 Speed. I'm your host. <laughs> <laughs> what, what are you pointing at? I, I got to remind you to tell you something. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got oh. good news for you. So. Yes. Anyways. Okay. We're going to start this <laughs> all over again. All right. Welcome to another episode of Junior Motorsports Upfront, presented by K1 Speed. I'm your host, Jonathan Davis, and alongside me in the Exalta studio today is one of four drivers that will be battling for the Xfinity, NASCAR Xfinity Series Championship, Justin Algar. But most importantly, your co-host. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I even wrote that out for you. I, I know. I'm, I'm sorry. I looked away. God. He did look away. He just got really excited. I did. Well, I have to say a big thank you to Exalta for everything they do for Dirty Mo Radio yep. and for me going to SEMA with them because that yes. was an amazing experience. Uh, the flashy Exalta paint scheme will be back on the number 88 Chevrolet for Hendrick Motorsports at Homestead Miami Speedway with Alex Bowman driving. Uh, be sure to go follow Exalta Racing on Twitter and Facebook. They do so much for everybody here at Junior Motorsports yeah. and yep. Hendrick Motorsports. Um, if, you, if you know anything at all about the auto paint industry, yes. like everybody loves them, yeah. and it's it's yeah. awesome. So we we yeah, it was it was SEMA was awesome. Like getting to know everybody. Yeah. The only thing that I will say about SEMA was that the Mob Steel guys were there. Do you know Mob Steel? Like they yeah. they um they have a TV show made in Detroit. Gotcha. And uh, they build like the really cool um I don't know the old like slab Lincolns and. Oh. And Chevy, old Chevy, like, trucks and yep. all kinds of stuff. So um, they were there, and I really wanted to say hi, and I didn't. Ah. That's not the point. Mm. So so you just did say hi if they're listening. Yeah, they're, they're probably listening. not listening. <laughs> yeah, they're probably not listening, but that's okay. <laughs> what about Phoenix? You had an eventful up-and-down roller coaster ride of a, a race. Let's so. talk about your race first. <sighs> I mean, you guys race Friday night. Yeah. We'll go with you guys first. What do you think? Why? We just didn't run where I felt like we we should have and could have. I, I felt like Phoenix was odd to me. I don't know why. There were people that were running good that I felt like maybe necessarily don't, don't normally. Yes. There were guys that you expected to run better that it didn't necessarily. Kevin Harvick. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I mean, he did not run anywhere near what I thought he would run on Sunday. Yeah, I did. I mean, I mean, William Byron, could you have guessed he wasn't going to be in the final four? Okay, so I, but I need uh, to. That's not fair. He walked yeah. the dog. On okay, the so, so I have a question. <coughs> so my man, they're showing his in-car camera, and there's flashing red lights on the dash. It was after it started to sputter. Yes. I agree with you. But the crew chief says, it's all good, man. We know what it is. Don't worry about it. Just keep digging. Lie your butt off. <laughs> I mean, I feel I mean, like when he came by the first time, it was it was imploding. Yeah, but this thing was flashing red lights like on lap twenty five. Oh, it was. Yeah, before any of the pit stops or anything, it was oh, flashing red lights. I did not know that. Every caution, the red lights on the dash were flashing. I did not know that. So, I mean, I feel like at some point you go, 
all right, guys, we got a problem. I need to come. I need to come fix this. And I don't right. know what happened. I don't. I don't I know don't where either. the disconnect. I, the was. only time I saw it because <coughs> it's hard to watch the timing and scoring and you know see what they're saying about it. Right. But the only time I saw it was after he had gone by us and it was on track and it was already self-destructing. Yeah. So I just thought it was uh, cause and effect. No, and I, I think it was. I think it was <coughs> something that they dealt with kind of the whole race. I mean, I haven't talked to William. Yeah. Obviously, um, even when I do talk to William, I don't know that that's a question yeah. that I'll bring up yeah. because, I mean, he's got to be gutted. I mean, that was – they did everything they needed to do this year. Yeah. I mean, everything, literally everything. They won all the races. They did all the things they needed to do. They put themselves in position. And, and you know, we talked about it in our chase. Yeah. You know, winning a race, you don't realize how important that is because if you don't win a race, you're not guaranteed in. Yep. I mean, look at the look at the Sprint Cup series on Sunday. You don't win a race. You're not necessarily. I mean, Matt Kenseth is leading with ten to go. Yeah, and doesn't doesn't make the chase. I mean, yep. just so many scenarios. So um, it uh yeah it definitely like they must have they went and tested uh, Loudon earlier in the summer, and I feel like they found something for their flat track program mm -hmm. because they went to Loudon and wore the field out like at any given time he could run two tenths faster than the field and he could do the same thing friday night well hopefully he knows what that is it so that we impressive. can we can add to our arsenal yes um, um but for him to you know it, it's it's a bummer for him and i'm sure he is devastated but like i'm torn with when you go to homestead and i'm sure he'll run well they have a truck that they're taking there that's pretty awesome uh they go there and win the race does that pour more salt in the wound of man we would have won the championship but we can't or, <laughs> or what so yeah you want to go out with a bang but good lord it here's the thing <coughs> racing is made up of coulda woulda shouldas right yep and and i personally feel like and in, in from my past experience the weeks like William had this week are the weeks that make you a thousand times better racer. Yeah, definitely. Right? Like, if you if you win the race in Phoenix, go on and win the championship at Homestead, obviously it puts you in an elite group. It does a lot of things for your career. It's really cool. But from a driver's standpoint and from, from William advancing in his career, in his career um, I mean, w we're kind of talking about this as, like, the guy's been racing for a long time. But, I mean, 2010, 2011, 2011. I was it 11? Maybe no, no, no. It was 2012 because he hadn't even started yeah, racing yet. It's four years. Yeah, 2012. So 2012, the guy started racing and, and almost, I mean, really was probably the favorite to win the championship. Yeah. Almost wins a yeah. uh, NASCAR Canyon Road Truck Series championship. So so why did you guys not run as good as you thought you would? I do not know. We, um, we struggled um, all day in practice. He couldn't really, he'd say he was loose, so we'd tighten him up and He'd say he got looser, so we went the other way and never really found anything that worked for us. So uh, qualifying, we uh, he, he said he was loose, and we just kept tightening it up, tightening it up, tightening it up. We made three runs, and finally Marcus, the last run of qualifying, we had to rerun. Mm -hmm. um, finally, the last run, he just took it all back out, and we ran the same speed. <laughs> so it was like, Ugh, what what are we doing here? So I, believe, I believe that's called terminal velocity. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So a little disappointing. I know Marcus and Philip and I were, and everybody was, but I know Marcus was really dis disappointed because 
we took a new truck there with a, not a new truck, but a new bodied truck. Um, something we felt like was pretty good and just didn't really run where we felt like we should with that truck. So Yeah, but that's not necessarily <coughs> because of the body. I mean, there's a lot of factors that can play no, into that. Like it, absolutely it's not, not. Not saying it was the body at all. Just um, we were looking forward to running well with that newer body truck, and it was like, eh. Not so much. Not so much. So. Well, you alluded to our drama. Yes. Drama-filled Saturday I, night. I, I will say I, I usually have all kinds of things going on Saturdays, and I don't get to watch all of your races. I sat down and watched <laughs> all of it. It and was I a good one. It was it was definitely a good race, and it was Phoenix has become that racetrack where track position again is everything. But like two tires, four tires, like some of the guys at the end of the race took four tires, and uh, like Ricky did, right? Mm -hmm. Ricky took four tires, drove all the way up to third. So did the two. And yeah, he the did. two took two as well or four as well, and drove up to second. Yep. So which they would have been third and fourth, but we'll get yes, to that in a second. We will get to that. Mm -hmm. Um. So it definitely that place has changed. You know, they when they repave it, of course, it's so, so fast. One one groove, you know, nobody could get around s super fast. Now it's kind of aging a little bit. It's making it, you know, I watched Alex on Sunday, those last five laps of the race. He was running the high side in three yep. and four. I will say, though, when, when we got to the very end <coughs> of the old service, there was one year we ran the absolute fence in three and four. Really? Like, you yes. would you would drive in down the back straightaway and you would never turn off into three. <laughs> you would just follow the fence. That's and you'd awesome. be like kind of sliding up to the fence and you'd get there and you just mat the throttle in the center corner. And you'd be so far around that the guy on the bottom would be just <laughs> you'd be like, I'm never gonna get to him. But when you got to the straightaway you were running sixty <laughs> miles an hour faster. <laughs> the problem is is that straightaway is really narrow. It is so very you'd narrow. be dive bombing across and it was all kinds of crazy. Yeah. But so. So toward uh, the end of the race comes a caution. Let's start with the beginning. Okay. So Blake Cook. We've, we've <laughs> obviously talked about Blake yeah. a lot uh, on this show. Blake qualified exceptionally well. Fourth. Qualified fourth. Uh, Ryan Reed qualified third. Bubba Wallace qualified fifth. Yeah. So all the guys we're racing with in the chase qualified <laughs> third, fourth, and fifth. We, however, qualified ninth. Uh, we drove from ninth to sixth maybe. Yeah. Right away, <coughs> and then kind of hung out there, got stuck there. Then I had an epiphany. <laughs> I remembered some things that I did in the Xfinity car there in years previous, changed some things up. Boom, we drove to like fourth. I was like, all right, this is great. Where, um, where was this yesterday in practice? <laughs> well, I don't think it would have worked in practice. I'll tell you about it later, but I don't think okay. it would have worked in practice. Actually, the worst part of all of it is is the end of the race, but I'll get to that in a moment. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we drive up to fourth or fifth, whatever it was, and kind of ran there all night. And then um, coming down to the end, Jason Burdett made a great call. Uh, Caution comes out. Yeah, there's like 50 to go. And it is a definite, you know, like I said, some guys took four, some guys took two. Now, all the of your competitors that you're chasing for the – Chase spot took, took two. two. Yeah, and and mind you, the three car took two on the caution before, so we knew he had to take four this time. Correct. But he was <laughs> able to slot in like in fourth, and and maintain. I mean, he was actually we started to catch him a little bit early, and then he actually drove away from me at the end. So I'm like, okay, two tires works pretty good. So in my mind, I was coming down pit road getting <laughs> two tires, 
Whether Jason Jason called two tires or not, I didn't care. I was leaving after the jack dropped on the right <laughs> side. Um, RJ, get out of the way. Yeah. So herein lies the problem. We were four tires all the way up until the car stopped in the box. And then Jason decided to make it two tires. So uh, the pit crew is on four tires, four tires, four tires, and they changed how they do things. For people at home, they have certain plays they do for – I know I need to put X amount of gallons in the car. I've the gas as the gas man. I have time. I can make an adjustment because it's going to be a 13 second stop. And even even if we had called two tires three stalls away, that plan wouldn't have changed really. Like they're already on that plan, right? Right. In the zone. So, and and here's here's where the real issue mm. becomes. You know, for us, we weren't just racing the race. We were racing other competitors. Yep. So. You know, you have to be mindful of what's going on. And, and if there's a chance they're going to take two, you almost have to take two and, and stay with them. Stay with them. Yep. Um, so Jason made the right call. The problem was is that when we got to the box, they were on a four-tire stop. They made an adjustment. The gas man got the gas can. It wasn't the – I mean, obviously flow. at that point now he's he's probably in a hurry. And that gas can He's is not panicked like because, <laughs> oh, crap, we changed the play. <laughs> right. I got to make everything perfect. And that's usually when you just a little bit. Yeah. And, it, I mean, <coughs> for the for the fans that listen that don't know, those gas cans are 100-plus pounds. 96. 96 pounds. Okay. 96 pounds. So you're taking 96 pounds of literal water weight. Over top that of your head. That's sloshing around inside the can. Over top of your head, trying to plug it into – a four-inch hole. Yeah, I mean, it's not easy yeah. at all. So those guys, those guys already have a tough enough job. Now you're saying, hey, we need you to hurry. <laughs> this is two <laughs> tires. Oh, and by the way, we changed what we're gonna do, so you definitely need to hurry up. Yeah. So unfortunately, we didn't get enough fuel in the car. Now, this is where the fun part begins, because Alan, my engineer, Jason, my crew chief, Shoemate, my other engineer. They all had a difference of opinion of how far we could go. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's just say that there might have been a little panic on the box yes. that we weren't going to make it to the end. Uh, I know that at one point we needed a lot of caution laps to be able to make it. And we got the exact number of caution laps we needed to make it. Who was the most panicked on the box? Shoemate. Um, really, I think Alan was. And it was Alan's yeah. birthday. It was Alan's birthday. So happy so belated he was, birthday, So Alan. he was probably really freaking out because he's like, man. <laughs> this is going to be a bad this birthday. This is going to be a really bad birthday. Um, so so it, like it pl when it was playing out on TV, I'm on the couch screaming at you got to be kidding me. <laughs> I was like, they're going to run so good all day, and they're going to come to the white flag. Bleh. So, well. The best part is, is that Shoemate wasn't worried because his numbers said we were good. <laughs> Alan's number, Alan's number was short, and Jason's like, "I don't think either one of your numbers are right. I think you both are probably inflating the number just so it makes me feel better." Yeah. Um. So then, so Jason under caution is like, "Hey man, I need you to save me some fuel." He's like, "Go into fuel save mode." Okay. And I'm bebopping around there, you know, and he's like, "Man, I'm telling you, I need you to save fuel," and I'm like. I am, man. I'm I'm giving you all I can get in here. And he's like, I know you are. Just keep saving me every drop you can save me. So then I'm like, there's, Wait some, there's some panic in his voice, right? <laughs> and now everybody doesn't really know Jason's personality. That guy is cool as the other side of the pillow. I mean, you would never, ever know that he's <laughs> mad ever in yeah. life unless you just knew the situation, right? Yeah. 
So I'm like, oh man, there's panic in your voice. I'm like, okay. So we take off on the green. Mind you, we bolt two tires on, and my car comes to life. I mean, <laughs> this thing <laughs> is a rocket ship. I drive around the outside of the 18, pass him, get clear, and I'm like, hey, this is awesome. Then I get the bumper getting into one, get shoved really out of the way. I was really kind of mad about that. Not going to lie. I, well, I thought that was uh, – a classless move for somebody that is not racing for the championship, but somebody that is. There wa- it wasn't one to go. It wasn't three to go. It wasn't five to go. If he felt like that's how he knew. And I know you well enough, and not just that I work here and are friends with you. That's not how you race. Right. So it really kind of rubbed me the wrong way that, man, one, you're racing a guy that's racing for the chase spot. Right. Not already guaranteed in. You're not racing for points or a chase at all. And you're gonna use the bumper like that, in turn one at Phoenix. That wasn't well. Here's here's my deal. I got called a non-driver at Bristol because he spun out and I ran into him. So the satisfaction of driving around the outside <laughs> of him <laughs> felt a little good. I won't lie to you. Uh, um, I might have had a few things to do out the window. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I mean, you know, it, it, here's the thing. They were the best car Absolutely. by far. And, and that's I guess that was my other point of like really. Yeah, you, I understand. You were that good. Like, just wait a corner, go around, you know, do the right thing. And, and I just, like I said, I was really kind of irritated at how how he addressed that situation. Because I promise you, roll reversal, he's on the radio cussing and screaming what a jerk you are. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So that's where I just. But either way. It worked out. We settled into second, rode there. And finally, Jason's like, listen, I need you to back it down. <laughs> like, you've got. Three seconds, four seconds to the 11. Right. I need you to back it down. So I start slowing down. He says, you're running faster. <laughs> yeah. <And> I'm like, <laughs> the TV's like, man, oh. he just picked up speed. I'm like, that's not good. That's <laughs> not good at all. Because, like, I mean, I was backing it. Right. Way, like, I'm I'm 200 feet earlier into the corner breaking. Er, off the gas. Off the gas. So then he finally goes, okay, I need you to pull out all the tricks you can possibly pull out. <laughs> so, like. I'm clutching it down the straightaways, mm-hmm. you know. Obviously, I ended up giving up um, second and third, yeah. ended up fourth. After the race, he's like, "Man, we probably could have held on to second or third, but I was just afraid we'd run out." And I'm like, "Oh man, I would have loved to finish second, but you know, it is it is what um, it is what it is. You know, we we had a good solid day and we did what we had to do. We made the next round. So that's awesome." But um, I, w- co- I will say this, like, the finish of that race stressed me out. I'm sure it stressed you and Jason out. No, but really? I was good. Good for you. The uh. best part is is the, the interview under the red flag. And so Burton and I are talking, okay. and he goes, he goes, well, you sound calm. Are you as calm as you sound? And I said, well, I think so. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, th- you know, that's probably the calmest I've ever been in a race car, bar none, like, there wasn't an ounce of nerves during the race. Like, I was nervous as all get out That's up through the race. But I, once the 88 got out, came, I went to, like, the one pit box and then came down to the seven. And everyone was just quiet in the seven. Like, it was just <laughs> this, like, like, it was so still in the seven box. And I was kind of, like, looking around. And this box is going to start to stress me out <laughs> soon. Like, this is making me nervous. And um, they were like, Justin's so calm right now. Like, so calm and i was like well but I, like again like you and jason's personality perfect for each other yeah because yeah, i'm i'm not calm and he is really yeah when have you i mean 
listen, I'm the poster <laughs> child for for ADD medicine. Okay, <laughs> like it's 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 uh, yeah. See, but I, that's what sucks is I haven't been able to spend enough time and listen to the radio. But like that's the one thing I did enjoy last year about Jason is Jason is. Oh, he's as even keel like, as he gets. There's no heartbeat of a of a line yeah. with him. It's a flat line. But you look at at good crew chiefs, right? Yeah. Paul Wolf, uh, Ronnie Chillers, guys that are all that same way. Like in the absolute most adversity, yep. they're the same as they are when everything's yeah. normal. Yeah. I, I will say that uh, TJ, if you listen to Door Bumper Clear, y- you get a better picture of TJ. Or if you listen to him on the race weekend, TJ is a lot like me. Like he likes to talk. What? TJ? I, I know. He <laughs> likes no. to talk. He's a little bit. Um, I don't know. Can you say uh, so overzealous would mean like over personality, but zealous? You can be zealous, right? Yeah. So, so, so TJ's zealous. You know, he's got energy and he's ready to go. Yeah. So I was I was ready to like make some jokes, and and TJ's really good. Like he'll kind of play along. Like yeah. if you start something. Oh yeah. He'll he'll go with it, right? So I I knew Jason was really bummed out and nervous and I didn't know why at the time. <laughs> so I'm like, maybe it's time to add a little humor to the to the <laughs> game, right? <laughs> now this is all under green, mind you. So I'm like, eh no, I'll leave this one alone. I'll um I'll just leave it alone for today. So when the race was over and I assessed the situation, <laughs> I was like, man, I'm glad I didn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jason would implode. Yeah, it wouldn't have been good. Um no. So that all being said, we have two cars in the championship fight. We do. Elliot, Elliot uh, dodged a little bit of a bullet. Yep, absolutely. I, and I, I will say, like they, he, he had, you know, admitted they just kind of, they didn't run the race they've run all year. They just ran the race they needed to to get by, and it was, like, it was scary because anything can happen when you do that, and especially I think when you change what you do all year long. I think that's in the this hardest part. Sport, is you get out of your box, and, and they've done so well at, you know, they'll start a race with, look at Kentucky. They started a race horrible, mm-hmm. and they won. Mm-hmm. A- and they legitimately won. They outdrove everybody. So, like, for them just to kind of ride and do what they needed to do, I, I'm sure it was stressful for Elliot, stressful for um, Kevin and all. And then, of course, the end of the race, having two lug nuts loose and, you know, NASCAR, of course, went per the rule book, and unfortunately, Kevin won't get to be there <laughs> for the weekend. So, I mean, that I- if you're going to lose a crew chief, Homestead <laughs> as a championship finale is not ideal. So, no. I know Elliot's not uh, not super pumped on that, but at the same time, he's still in. Yep. You know, he's still able to go for a championship. My, um, my Facebook timeline today kicked up, and it said two years ago today was my picture with Chase, and I said, "Ma'am, two years ago, JRM went to." Uh, Homestead, and we finished one and two in the points with just or uh, Regan and uh, Chase, and hopefully we can do that again. That'd be pretty awesome. Be pretty I, cool. I, I would re- I would really like that for. I, the I told Kelly and Dale yesterday they were <coughs> both here at the at the office, and I told them that how cool is it that it's literally JGR versus JRM. It is like you come down to the end of the season, and JGR has two cars, JRM has two cars. I mean we have more than that, but. Right. Full-time, one-driver yeah. cars, and you put all of your cars, like all, everything you got is in yep. the chase. I'm like, that's cool. Yep. I mean, that's something that, that 
for and everybody I, I here at Junior Motorsports, we not, need to be proud not of. Not knocking our place, but at a at a scale of what JGR is compared to what JRM is, I, I think that's pretty impressive. You if know, you've ever seen their shop, yeah, they they've um, <laughs> it's impressive. Budget is is uh, somewhat I don't know that that's larger. A word. I don't know that's a word you can use there. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know that it is, but it definitely has probably another zero or two in there. So. Yeah. And then the next thing is, what about the cup race? So, Alex freaking Bowman. Alex Bowman, man. I'm got telling the you, pole man. Led 198 laps, I think. Is that uh, right? 194, I think. 60% of the laps yeah, he led. 60% of the laps. So awesome. Going I into, mean. before this weekend, he had only led six laps in a cup race. Well, you know. Eh, if you're going to do it, yeah. do it big. Might as well. Um, he got the same bumper I got. Ironically, <laughs> yeah. Um, he but he also, I mean, got Matt, Matt turned across too. So and I, mean I will say in, in Crazy's defense, uh, he spots for Matt. I would have to say that spotter stand is the worst on the circuit for location of vision to the racetrack. They too. talked about it in the truck race. They talked about it in the Xfinity race. They talked about it in the cup race. You are you are coming at and going away from the spotter probably 60% of the racetrack. I don't, I don't know if there's any truth in this, but I did hear this weekend that Phoenix is getting flip-flopped and that the front straightaway will be in the dogleg next year and that the spotter stand will be on top of the dogleg. Wow. I that don't know if there's any truth to that, but that would be awesome. if there is, that would help all of the situations. Yep. Now, I yeah. don't know if that means that Kit Road gets moved to the backstretch. Like, I mean, there would, they would have to be so many changes. changes made. I don't know how you would ever yeah. attempt to pull that off, but... Somebody was talking about that this weekend. So, if there's any truth to that at all, let us from know. a from a spotter standpoint, yeah, it would be amazing. Now, yes. maybe from a Dorf racing Bumper standpoint, knows that, and when Dorfumper Clear comes out, maybe, maybe they, they know. It. Maybe they talk about it. Yeah. Maybe they have. I don't know. But I will say, if that would happen, it, it would help the spotter. Other than that, it doesn't really make a difference to me. Yeah. Um, Phoenix is just one of those racetracks that's super cool. It regardless is. of the of the format. Since the right. first time I've been there, I'm like. Man, that place is awesome. So my very first time I went there was pretty spectacular. Midget? Um, no, oh it was in a, it was in a stock car. I wrecked qualifying um, with everybody there. I mean everybody, like CEO, <laughs> like the whole deal, Ugh. right? Mr. Pinsky was there, like everything. Wrecked qualifying. They're like all standing down there on pit road, like at first time for everybody being there, you know. And Rogers, kind of whining and dining with everybody and talking and. They're waiting for me to come by, and they're waiting, and they're waiting, and they're waiting, you know, and they're and like, never came back by. Like, shouldn't he have come back by by now? Roger's like, yeah, let's go ahead and go back to the truck. <laughs> <laughs> so that was not good. So, um, but we drove up to like six in the race. It was <laughs> awesome. Anyways, totally redeemed myself. Yeah. yeah. So the cup race kind of unfolded about the same way. Um, yeah. Highs and lows and roller coasters of Matt Kenseth was. 10 laps away from punching his ticket and he ended up on the back end of the load me up truck and take me back home. He was super bummed too after the race. I mean, you know, you yeah. have to be, but like, you know, and, and, and you said in crazy's defense, um, Chris Osborne is, I've, I've had him as a spotter. He's an amazing spotter. Yeah. He took all the blame for it on Twitter last yeah. night and, yep. and shouldn't have taken all of it. I mean, it's just a circumstance. And that's what I was going to ask you too. And in that situation, I know you have that little a post mirror, how much can you see? Like, I've sat in the car, and to me, like, I've never sat in the car with another car there or on the ground that I could 
you know, judge right. where where and what you actually see. And the more, of course, you sit in that car and you do it, you know where people are. But how much can you really see from that little mirror? I will say this. I cannot clear myself. Yeah. But I know if, somebody if somebody's there. there, you know. Yeah. So it's a it's – a, that's a hard mirror yeah. to it's judge like because – It's like a convex mirror, right? Yeah, so they, they convex it so that you see as much – as much area as possible, but it's not great for clearing yourself. Now, here's here's the here's the problem in that situation for Matt. Obviously, Matt wanted to get the bottom. Yeah. But you've got Alex Bowman, which is somebody that that, and and not in a bad way, but Alex is only there for wins, right? He's yep. he's he's kind of like when the cup guys come down to the Xfinity series. He's not running for points. It doesn't matter. You go for the win. You've got Kyle Busch right behind him. And I'm I'm sure crazy as hey you know behind you you've got the 22 and the whoever Never. beside you you've got the 88 and the 18. My mind would go okay, get through the top. Yep. Because the top had actually worked fairly yes. well on I all the restarts. I thought the top was really good. I did. That's why I was surprised he was so adamant to to get himself get to, the to the bottom. Um, if he rolled the, the outside, and I mean, these are all things that he's yep. thought about a thousand times yeah. already, and it's not gonna. I mean, you can't go get that one back. No. Um, but if he did just rolled the outside, got to the, got even clear, yeah. or, or partially clear, you know, you know, you get to turn three, and it's it's a mute point, and and Matt Kenseth wins the race. Yeah. I mean, I th I think pretty plain and simple. I think Matt wins. I it. don't know. I think that eighty-eight was strong enough to get. I there. don't think he would have been able to pass him. Yeah. You know that was the problem on Sunday. You know that having having a car that was a couple of hundredths better is great, yeah. but the guy gets on the outside and kind of sucks you around. Yeah, like you can almost play defense as much as you can play offense there. Right. And and so I don't know if he could have. I mean, Alex was a really good car. I mean that that was probably one of the best cars I've seen. Yeah. Somebody dominate other than like Harvick. I mean that was a Harvick esque yeah. race for for Alex. And you go, man, they were really good. And, and so we, we talked about it on the download yesterday. We played radio chatter um, from from the race, and there was a lot from that time of coming across the nose. And Alex came on and said that he just came across my nose. Like Alex didn't. He was like, I I didn't do anything. Like right. I didn't do it intentionally he at all. Like and Alex was and very sincere at, about it. At first, like when I first saw it all play live, I was like, man, Alex. Uh. Well, then they kept playing it back, and I'm like. Alex is dang near got to drive through. He can't go anywhere. Yeah. yeah. He's going to hit the pit wall. Yeah. If he goes any lower. So he's doing his part. And it was like, I'm so glad that he didn't take heat for it. Yeah, but here's the problem. He didn't go lower because he was trying to pass the 20. He went lower because he's the 18 blocked. was, you know, yeah, he was blocking, blocking 18 and getting jacked up. Here's my only fear. If, if <laughs> the 20 doesn't turn in and go in front of him, I don't know that Alex makes the corner. Anyways, because Kyle had yeah. him shoved into the corner so fast. Yeah. So that's the other part of it. I'm sure Matt was thinking, well, if I push the issue, Alex is going to check up a little bit, and it's going to be no big deal. But what Matt may or may not have realized was that the 18 was literally pushing him. I mean, yeah. Alex was running 20 miles an hour too fast when he got to the corner to begin with. Right. Yeah. I mean, the 18's plan was to ship him into the corner, slide ship him up him a up groove, the hill and, go, and drive and go under. On. Like yeah. I do at the go-kart tracks. Right, right, absolutely. So, I mean, it was a – it was a worst-case scenario. Now, here's the next part, though. If Matt wins and Joey is ahead of Kyle, Kyle doesn't make the chase. Yep. Kyle made the chase Matt at the expense of his teammate. You know, like, there's a lot of things that you go, I man. I mean, did you did you see the the press conference <laughs> before the 
It was what earlier in the week, probably Friday. Like, Kyle, would you uh, move your team? Yes, absolutely. Matt's All like, right. uh, yeah, you know, I would. You know, Matt's a little bit more cordial about yeah. it. Yeah. Kyle's like, grabs the microphone. Absolutely. Yes. You know, I got I got uh, that question posed to me, and uh, I said yes, and I said, I'm just I'm just playing. I said, here's my deal. Until I'm in that situation, I'm not going to give you a definitive answer. Yeah. Because personally, my my there's too many variables that I think there are. But my 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 driving style is not to move some other way. I, if I can't pass somebody by passing them, I mean, I'm I'm not saying that I won't use every <laughs> ounce of racetrack available. <laughs> like I might be flat out Carl Edwards Kansas style up against the fence, just <laughs> digging right. But it if yeah. I can't pass them. Yeah, I'm not going to drive through them. I'm just not going to drive through somebody. Now, if you nudge somebody and get them a little bit loose, I mean, there's a difference between wrecking somebody. Yes. Like, he would wreck somebody. Yes, absolutely. I mean, just flat out ship them if I he had to. I Kyle would absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Um, well, Homestead. Homestead. We got <laughs> That was. We've not really. That was, 30, that was 30, 37 minutes of banter. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> I mean, we touched it all. No, you. we did. We, we did touch it all. Pretty much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only thing that we didn't touch was um, um, bullet point number three. I knew that's the one you were going for. Yeah. I think it does, though. I think that this shows that the seven team is one of the most consistent teams in the Xfinity Absolutely. Series garage because not. I know that when I wrote it on the paper, I knew you were going to say something about it. <laughs> no, you don't have a win this year, <laughs> but you're the only car that made the Final Four that doesn't have a win, and to me, that shows the seven team is the most consistent in the garage. Absolutely. I would I would rather have a win at this point. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. You know what? What better place to get a win? <coughs> I mean, yeah, that, that like would be okay. I mean. It would be one heck of a victory lane. Yeah. Burn it down. Yeah. yeah I might, Everything. I might cry. Everything. Do we have Christmas music playing? It wouldn't surprise me if there's Christmas. Danny Jr. two weeks ago was blasting Christmas music over in the corner. I just heard it in my <laughs> set. Like, <laughs> okay. I was confused. Yeah, I think I somebody you. dropped something oh, in okay. the engineering, engineering room. room. Um, okay, so something I will say is that going into this chase kind of all year, you know, your good days to me aren't necessarily what defines you. Mm-hmm. And, and I've kind of always said, hey, you know, your bad days are what defines you. And I look back at Kentucky – no, I look back at Kansas, where we got crashed, yep. and I'm like, man, we got spun out getting into the corner. Unfortunately, I hit my teammate. I mean, I, in my defense, I did everything I could to stay off of my teammate uh, in, in Cole Custer, spin out, get hit by three more people, back into the fence, and still finished 15th. 14th. 14th. And we were technically on the lead lap until the last lap. I didn't get put a lap down until the last lap. I mean, I feel like I think that shows that's pretty spectacular. Yeah. So that's what I say. Um, you were Mike Davis's pick to win the championship yesterday on the download as well. Yes. That's only because I drove the Dirty Mo radio car earlier this probably. year. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. He's probably very biased. Uh, uh, <sighs> still a good-looking car. But yeah, so yeah. what? how do you think Homestead's going to be? It, the four Nuts. drivers The four drivers that are in, I, I feel like – are pretty pretty respectful drivers. I agree. You know what I mean. I I don't feel like I don't feel like any of them are drivers that are gonna just pile it off in the corner. You know, I d- I don't see any of the four of you guys being that way. I think it'll be dicey. But wh- what do you what do you see? I don't see any issues with the four of us. 
I think there's going to be a lot of other scenarios playing out throughout the course of the weekend. You know, you don't have your regular cup guys. Um, you don't have Kevin Harvick or Kyle Busch or Brad Keselowski, Joey Logano. But you do have cup guys. You've got Blaney. You've got Austin Dillon. You've got Kyle Larson. Um, you know, Kyle and, and Austin are exceptional when it comes to Homestead. Yeah. You know, so Kyle's really good at that whole high side thing. Yeah, running, running the fence. Running it at the fence. I yeah. was really good in a rental car there. Yeah. Yeah, I could get it about three car lengths off the wall. Three. <laughs> Try three inches. I'm telling you, it is impressive. Like, I tried. I tried at 80 miles an hour in a rental car and could Couldn't not get really? the, yeah. The only part for me is corner entry. Once I get past the entry. That's exactly what Cole said. Dude, yeah, last running, week running the, the fence is fine. But just knowing where the car is going to stop sliding. Like, that's the that's yeah. the problem. Is like, you don't mind running the fence. Like, I don't mind being two inches from it. But for whatever reason. Making sure that when you go like this, that one time you need it to, yeah. that it cuts. Yeah, when you turn the wheel, you want it to make sure it turns. Because yeah. not, I mean, and I know this sounds awkward, but not always when you turn the wheel does it go exactly as nope. you turn it. Nope. So, yeah, running the fence <laughs> can be a challenge. Um, I'm channeling my inner dirt track days. Yep, yep. The problem was, like, when I ran open wheel cars, like when I ran midgets and sprint cars, or, well, midgets and silver crown cars, you just bang the right rear quarter or the right rear tire off the wall, back the tire into the fence, and, really? it, and it would shoot you off. It was perfect, <laughs> right? I don't think that will work. No. Just no. Gonna throw that Kyle Larson tried it at Eldora in the truck series race the first year. He did, yeah. He had, the, like, didn't. the corner yeah. diamonded off the yeah. truck. Yeah, it was not. Um, it didn't end well. No. I mean, the problem was is that he... He kept hitting it harder. harder. Like, oh, I'm going to hit it a little harder, a little harder, a little harder. Oh, yeah, that doesn't work. Mm. So um, who do you think is going to win the championship for trucks and cup? Who do you think? I mean, I don't know. I, I, you know, I looked at the four truck guys, right? You got Christopher Bell. You got Matt Crafton, Timothy Peters, and Johnny Sauter. Mm -hmm. I think Johnny is the most volatile, and I don't mean that in a bad way, but I feel like he's got the most – He's got the most momentum. I will momentum. tell you right now, nobody is driving harder than Johnny Sauter. Uh, 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 right 100% agreed. Mm -hmm. Johnny Sauter is a man on a mission. Yep. He wants this championship. Um, it's it's the reason he left Thor Sport Racing. Yeah. He felt like if he was there, he was never gonna, never gonna beat Matt Crafton. Yep. And not not from a driver standpoint, but just circumstances. You yeah. know that he felt like he was the B team. Yep. And he left there to go find another another program. You know. I, I would have never – I mean, nothing against GMS Racing. I would have never have put them in this situation with Johnny Sauter. I mean, I just – I don't know. I yeah, wouldn't have I put them there. I would not have either. And, and I'm excited for him because he's a, he's a veteran of that series. Absolutely. Hasn't won the championship. Um, I think this has played into – like, I think this chase has played into a lot of drivers' hands that really have those up-and-down days but can still – put together enough points to, to make it. And Johnny I will say this. Look at his last four races. Right. First, first. first I'm sorry, last three. First, first, first second. second. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, terrible, terrible stats. But you you think about this. Though. Johnny Johnny has been notorious for having a bad day or yep. a couple of bad days throughout yep. the course of the season. Nothing wrong with that. But when you have a 30th place finish in the truck series, it absolutely kills, kills your you. points total for the whole year. You don't have enough races to rebound. Nope. Now with the chase, boom, yeah. he's right there. And, and he has. He has still had his typical bad races. I mean, he's had them toward the end of the year here at Vegas. 
he was livid all weekend. Mm-hmm. They didn't run where he wanted to run and how he felt like they should have run, but he still plugged away. And, you know, you take Johnny Sauter to a Martinsville, it's like taking Jeff Gordon. Right. You know, he's pretty good. Put him in a shopping cart, I'm pretty <laughs> sure he'll wear out half the field. So. But you've got Matt Crafton and Timothy Peters, both extremely good race car drivers, yep. both veterans of the series. Then yep. you add in Christopher Bell, which. I mean, he's done a phenomenal job this he year. Ha- I just I, – I don't feel like Christopher's – I hate saying this because I like him. I think the kid's good little race car I don't think he has the maturity yet to, to finish off that championship. Well, here's what I know. Christopher and Kyle Larson are great friends. They've grown up racing up well yep. together. If Kyle imparts half of his topside running wisdom to Christopher mm-hmm. going into Homestead – Look out. We could see another champion there. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Uh, KBM trucks are are capable of winning the championship. Yep, um, absolutely, and, he's and the I'm only sure KBM truck in. I'm sure they have piled the you know now the the effort has shifted where before it was probably going to be two trucks in to now it's just him. So no, it was going to be one truck in because Christopher wasn't going to make it if William made it. Christopher was the last one in. He wasn't at all going to mm-hmm. make it. Okay. And speaking of William, I mean I. Can I can I do my daring assumptions now? I'll take William Byron <laughs> for the truck series. That's fine. Um, for Homestead. Okay, fine. I'll write that down. <laughs> I mean, you know, I think he's got the biggest shot. Um, the biggest shot to win the race. I I really, I really do. And it's going to be disappointing if he does win the race because knowing could have won. That's what I like. Man, it just pours salt on that wound. But yeah. Yeah. He's doing a burnout. Meanwhile, some other jerk's doing a burnout, <laughs> too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a lot easier if you win the race and the championship. That's then there's I'm only saying. one burnout. That's yeah. what I'm saying you're going to do. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with it. Um, Sprint Cup Series for Homestead. I don't even know where to begin with this one because there's so many guys that could win this race that aren't in the final four. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm partial to Jimmy Johnson. Dale said in his audio yesterday he can't wait to be in victory lane shaking the hand of a seven-time champion. Yep. You know, uh, and, I'm and sorry. It's funny there's, like, the drive. That team, a majority of that team has been together. Yeah. A long time. A Very long, long time. time. They so all summer long doing Race Hub, they're like, where is Hendrick Motorsports? Hendrick Motorsports mm-hmm. is flailing. Jimmy Johnson is not on his, you know, he's he's terrible right now. What is going on? And every time I'm like, man, they're not running where they want to run. But I'm telling you, they will get there. Mr. Hendrick, Chad Knauss, Jimmy Johnson, they're too good yep. to not get there, right? Yeah. And the chase started, they're like, where Holy did they come from? Yeah. They didn't come from anywhere. No. They, they've been there. They, they've done what they needed to do. They've R&D'd. They've and, and that's where out. I want to say the, the first year of the chase, um, Jimmy won a couple of races early on in the season. And then the middle part of the season, they kind of trickled off. And – I had talked to somebody down there, and it was before I worked here at Junior Motorsports. It was uh, somebody talked to them down there, and they're like, I'm "Telling you, man, they're not bringing their A game cars to the racetrack. They don't want everybody to see what they've got." And they're like, "Whatever, whatever." And look out, kids! Yeah, you know, chase yeah. time turned on, and it was like, "Oh, hey, there's Jimmy Johnson again." Mm. Yeah. So, but and going I will back to say, what you okay. like, Mr. Hendrick did come to the shop what three four months ago back there and he sat down with everybody he's like i can't do the work you know to, to make the race cars faster but i will be here a- and guide whatever i need to do on my end 
to to get our company where it needs to be and and I feel like I think if you can go back and timeline that that is where they sort of took a turn for the better and they yep. did start running better but that's that's probably one of the biggest things I enjoy about being a part of Hendrick Motorsports and the little bit that we are is Mr. Hendrick's drive to do what he needs to do and and put the right people in the right places because that's probably the biggest key to this. Most of the people in this sport know how to do the nuts and bolts of it, but it's putting the right person in the right place to get the group to pull the rope the same way. 100% agreed. I couldn't agree with you more on that one. I mean, he's got to be my pick too. Yeah, I'm I'm fine if we all pick it. With what Dale said, Yeah. I mean, how cool would that be? We haven't had a seven-time champion since Dale Sr. Yep. There's only two in existence. And Richard Petty and Dale Senior, and we we both consider them. I mean, they are legends of our sport. Yeah. They are the two legends. You know, yep. everybody else is second on back. Yep, absolutely. And and I can only imagine if Dale was still here, Dale Senior. Yeah. How excited he'd be for Jimmy. I I think so, absolutely. I think Richard's gonna be excited. Yeah. Has to be, and Jimmy's helmet with those two on it, yeah. and and the seven on it. I mean, it, it would just be awesome. I mean. I'm a little bit biased in that fact, but I, I, I really think it would be cool. Yeah, I do too. And There's a lot of purists that say, oh, no, this can't happen. We can't have this. Yeah. But that's just because there's a lot of people that don't like Jimmy Johnson. But when he's not here anymore, yeah. they're going to look back on, on Jimmy's run, yep. mm-hmm. the five in I a mean row. Think, think of the people like you were either a Dale Sr. fan or you were not a Dale Sr. Right. fan. There was no in-between like, ah, I kind of like him, I kind of don't. Yeah. But you know, when he won that seventh championship, I think even the Dale Senior haters were like, "That's pretty impressive." Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you respect the, and that's to me, I respect that team, because knowing what you have to do to get to that point of your career, right. and what you, you know, who you have to beat to do that seven times. So here's the next question: Can Jimmy win eight, and really shake things up, or does he? When you win seven, does that just hit like the? Um, I think if he wins seven, he wins eight. Really? Yeah. All right. So we're all for daring assumptions going for the forty-eight for Bob. Yeah. We so have turned. We we've lost all of the <laughs> rules. <laughs> yeah. We have turned the rule book <laughs> upside down. Just go ahead and take me for I Saturday. And, and go then I'm gonna go uh, Justin. I'm gonna write Justin Allgaier down for Justin Allgaier for Xfinity. Which one are you taking? <sighs> I picked seven ju- of the one. I picked the seven. I'm biased to the seven. I, do you want to know? Do you want to know who the crew chief is of the one? Because it was just announced. I got the email. Yeah. Mikey Bumgarner. Yeah. yeah. Which so which stoked is, for which Bummy. is really awesome. <laughs> he's so stoked he's for gonna Bummy. Be pumped. Um, but I, uh, you know what I will say, and I, wa- I hope I'm sure he won't hear this, but Friday at the racetrack, Friday morning we had practice, and Elliot Sadler went out of his way to come over there to the truck garage. And talk with me, and man, give me a you know good luck. Really pumped for you guys. I really hope you guys get a win tonight. I, I, I mean, Justin Allgaier is never coming back to the truck garage. <laughs> I have two. Thank you very much. To see me? Yes. When? This year. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> this this year. Kentucky. You guys were there with us. True. Boom. Did Boom. You really? Yeah. I apologize. Guess who else is in the truck garage this weekend? Kelsey Tucker, PR liaison for the truck Xfinity 
Really, nice. I just sat in the holler and tweeted. <laughs> Went out every now and we then to take a picture, but it was really sunny and we hot. Tried, we tried to get her to stand directly in front of the toolbox. Yeah. <laughs> we told her that that was the safest place. Yeah. I was like, not no, not with you guys. <laughs> no. Not so much. Yeah. So, Jonathan, who are you taking for trucks and Xfinity? I'm going to take um, Matt Crafton for trucks. Okay. And Justin for Xfinity. I love my 17s. So uh, we've got 7s all the way across the board, 48s all the way across the board. We've got Byron, Crafton, and I'm going Christopher Bell. I like it. I like it. I think this was one of our most impressive out-of-order <laughs> daring assumptions we've ever done. <laughs> um, and, and rules don't count. Rules I don't mean, count. I mean, we have totally we've not, yeah, screwed the show yeah. But I, I, I do want to mention, you only have a few more days to go get your vote in for NASCAR's most popular driver. Yes. So go to NASCAR.com backslash most popular driver and vote for your favorite drivers. <coughs> Justin Allgaier. <laughs> Justin Allgaier. Um, Cole Custer in the truck series because I would really like to see Cole Keekley slash Cole Custer win the most popular driver. That actually would yeah. be pretty because awesome. Because the other thing it will do is he will have to stand up yep. in front of everyone at yep. that banquet and in make a, a speech. In a tux. <laughs> in a tux. <laughs> and it will make it Awkward. It'll be awesome. I love that kid. But it's you can also you can also vote for Dale Jr. Yep, He's yep. still part of the most popular driver. And I guess if you want to, you can vote for Elliot Sadler. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm I, I'm just for vote Justin. for Justin Algar on a computer and then vote for Elliot on like an iPad. Or and that's two or votes. just just vote for Justin Algar on both. Yeah. Okay. There, there we go. And then you can vote for Elliot Sadler next week. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's no. After this is the all <laughs> friendly competition <laughs> here. After the voting is over. This is all I friendly competition. <laughs> next week you can vote for Elliot Sadler. Well. Calls um, will be open all week long. Okay. We've we've already done dang assumptions. Do you want to go back up to go to fast lane? Yeah. No. We're gonna we're gonna go to fast lane. Hit it. Um. All right. Final fast lane for you guys. Yep. Unless. You meet up and drink umbrella drinks next week and, and call in. I think we're going to do this. So so I know we have a lot of this is our last one, but I feel like. You feel, feel like you can call in I feel in like next Justin week. and I are close enough. It's a good 80 miles, 100 miles. We'll figure something nah, out. It's not that bad. We're going to make it We're going to make, it we're gonna make yeah, this happen. Yeah, okay. All right, first fast lane. Alex Bowman on pole in Phoenix led 60% of the laps. Impressive. Amazing. Actually, not impressive. That kid's good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not shocked at all. That's why I said amazing. Yeah. Kevin Harvick didn't make the championship four. Surprising. Not surprised. Lug nut violation. Ridiculous. Oh, man. About your I'm going to say necessary evil. That's a good one. Because. Uh, one word. One uh, word. <laughs> I, can't, I don't know how to. I don't, there's not a word. Conundrum. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it just sounded like a good word. Uh, hey, encumbered. That's what. It, that's what lug nut violations encumbered. are. I, or not. Man, I don't even want to go there because I could go on about that. No. Um, William Byron out of the truck chase. <sighs> disappointing. Yeah, disappointing. Heartbroken. And my final one was: this is the last few motorsports up front with Justin and Jonathan this year, but maybe it's not. <laughs> it's <laughs> Let's not. go with it. It's not. We're it's we'll not. go with it's not. Um, however, next week's show, y whether these two jokers call in or not natalie and i are going to take over and bring you your favorite moments uh from up front from this season uh we want to include your favorite moments so be sure to tweet us on or facebook us at dirty mo radio using hashtag jrm upfront and let us know your favorite moments or episodes from this season yes what i know i have my favorite what moment what was grady's word that day well he kept singing like no. Flippy floppies. Yeah, and flippy then floppies. Like, yeah, like. No, it was the pizza something. It was something about, we were talking about spaghetti, and he was like, 
pizza sauce. Or the pizza sauce. And we're like, marinara sauce? <laughs> he was all about food that yeah, day. Yeah, so was, you know, well, it was lunchtime. It, it was lunchtime, and apparently he was really hungry. Who knows? <coughs> and, and I will say, good show with Patton. I, n- I don't want to not mention him because he would be totally sad. He I does know. listen to know if we talk he about him. He does listen. <laughs> so, Brian Patton. He did actually um, – It he, he sent it to me for um, – because he and my wife were talking about this in the hauler this weekend. I don't know if I can find it or not. But it's like edible cookie dough. <gasps> it's not. It's, it's like not cooked, like but it's not cooked. Right. What? Yeah. yeah. I, think I need that. Let's see. Someone, <laughs> I saw something on Instagram one time, and it was like, don't let anyone tell you you can't eat raw cookie dough. You don't need that negativity in your life. <laughs> 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 like, that's me. It's called the Cookie Dough Cafe. There you have the it. Cookie Dough Cafe. It's where incredible and edible unite. You can get it with different stuff inside of it. Well, I mean, you get cookie dough ice cream. That's got to be. Yeah. Yeah. Because I they guess. can't. You know they cannot serve you raw eggs there. Right. right. You know what I mean? So, so you have to, like, order this? Mm-hmm. Or, like, it's a place you go? Or you don't I'll, know? I'll, I'll give yes. you the info. Okay. I'll yes. <laughs> yes. There we go. <laughs> but but Patton is, is a good dude. Yeah, he is. He and I will say this. Even though we had the whole fuel issue, that wasn't r- – it, it was just a um, – It ended up not being an issue. Um, my guys were on it on Saturday night. Yes. I mean, mm-hmm. we picked up a spot or more on every stop, and we were passing guys that we came in two spots behind on pit road that maybe we didn't beat them out, but we would be even with them, and they yep. were two spots in front of us. I'm like, like I know my truck team picture. They hate me because I, that's all I talk about. <laughs> they're they're seven car all year. But see, your truck group was my Xfinity group last year, and they always text me and say, "You miss us, don't you? You miss us." And I'm like, "No, kind of <laughs> like my guys. No, no my new guys. <laughs> I kind of like my guys that I have." Oh, you don't even have the good guys though. <laughs> all right, so um, during assumptions, we're all set there. We're going forty-eight, seven, nine, four, eighty-eight, four. So yep. really, it's just come. I mean, we're all together in the <laughs> Xfinity and Cup, but trucks will what separate? Gotta separated. keep the rules. Yeah, well, we well to keep the rules for that one. Right. Friday night, the Ford EcoBoost 200, November 18th at 8 p.m. Eastern Time <laughs> on Fox Sports One. Cole Custer, Cole the Custer. number double zero Haas yeah. Automation Channel. <laughs> Ford EcoBoost 300 on Saturday, November 19th. 3 o'clock Eastern Time on NBCSN. Number one, Elliot Sadler and the one main financial Chevrolet. Number five, Cole Custer, Haas Automation Chevrolet. Number seven, Justin Allgaier and the bright red Brant Professional Agriculture Camaro. And the number 88 of Alex Bowman in the also red Advanced Auto Parts Chevrolet. The NASCAR <laughs> Sprint Cup Series, 40 yep. Bose 400, November 20th, which is Sunday, at 2 p.m. Eastern, which I feel like that's an early start for that race. Yeah, because I always mm-hmm. thought it was like later in the afternoon. Yeah, yeah, and then it always ended at like, and it's Alex Bowman in the number 88 Exalta Chevrolet. Well, guys, if next week doesn't work out and something <laughs> happens and it falls through and we're not on, which it won't happen, but. It's been a fun ride this year. It We've had a lot of fun. I have enjoyed fun. every every episode, even the ones I didn't make. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same here. Yeah. We, we, we had a we, lot of fun with we it. Had I think by the time it ends, it's kind of an equal amount of yeah. who's missed what. Yeah. And you, it's not fair because there was two weeks when I could have done shows, 
but because you don't race, we don't do shows. So no, I feel like I got. <laughs> I feel like the averages would be more in my favor. Yeah, probably. But that's okay. You <coughs> loved it. I did. I enjoyed every bit of it, and Kelsey does a fabulous job with our show. So oh, thanks. Everybody, give give Kelsey some credit here. She does. She she has. She has uh, taken on a lot of extra work here. The last what two weeks, three weeks? Three weeks. Yeah, yeah. I big time. I now have to wear glasses because I look at tiny little lines on this computer screen for forty-eight <laughs> hours a week. <coughs> well, it happens. You'll have that. You'll so have that in big time auto that's racing. That's what happens when you get old. That's an Alex Wait Bowman comment. Right that's there, an Alex Barbara. Bowman comment. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks everybody for tuning in this week. Um, hopefully, you hear from all of us next week, and uh, hopefully, I'm a champion. Form. Yeah. And all that fun stuff. So. Yeah. yeah. Thanks again. All right. Hey, Junior Nation. Now more than ever, exclusive, entertaining, and free content from the world of Dale Earnhardt Jr. is no further away than your fingertips. It's all thanks to Dale Jr.'s Dirty Mo' Radio presented by Exalta. All eight Dirty Mo' Radio podcasts are available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and, of course, DaleJr.com. So whether you're at home, at work, in the gym, on the run, or just hanging out, Dirty Mo' Radio gives Junior Nation its newest and most versatile way yet to plug directly into the world of Earnhardt anytime, anywhere. You've been listening to Junior Motorsports Up Front, brought to you by K1 Speed. To find a K1 Speed karting facility near you, go to k1speed.com. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. 